Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. Hello. How are you, Emily? I am good. How are you, Nicole? (laughs) (laughs) So forceful. Doing well. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, cannot complain. There are some exciting things happening over here. You know, you messaged me and you were like, oh, it is nine o'clock your time. But it's not nine o'clock my time. It's nine o'clock your time. Oh my God, it's 1030 your time. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, whoops. We're recording real late tonight, guys. Whoops. Uh, (laughs) That being said, part of that reason is because there are some exciting things happening uh, on this end of the mic. Um... My partner and I have decided to sell our condo here in downtown Portland and move to an apartment over on the west side of town. We're on the west side, but even more west, um, more towards like the Beaverton area. So uh, things are going to get real cray around here for a while. But at the (laughs) end of all this, I will have a dedicated podcast space and I am so excited. No more straight car, no more screaming drunk people. It's great. I... I'm real excited to, one, have Emily have to edit less, and (laughs) two, for you guys to have a better show. So uh, that and just more space in general. We're going from a 590-square-foot condo to a two-bedroom, one-bath, 1,000-square-foot apartment. So Humble brag. Yes, I am so stoked. (laughs) And, and, And the cherry on top is the fact that it has a washer and a dryer in the unit. That's nice. That counteracts the trash fee. <laughs> it does. Okay. So the place we're renting from. I have never heard of this in my life. And I'm pretty sure it's just something that like rental companies have made up to get more money out of you. Dude, but- yeah. Okay. I went on because I forgot that today was the first. Mm-hmm. And there was some sort of, it literally said forced was in the title of whatever this like $37 fee was. That oh. is, I've never seen on our statement before. I'm like. Um, what? (laughs) What is that? Yeah. So this, they call it garbage valet at this new place where someone comes and collects all the garbage from all the units outside the door five days a week. I'm like, okay, cool. But what happens on the other two days? What if I need to take my garbage out? (laughs) Like, uh, but also 25 bucks a month and you can't opt out. Yeah. I'm totally capable of taking my own garbage down to the trash. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that's worth $5 a day. It's not. (laughs) Like, I'll just walk. Yeah. It's fine. It's $25 a month. Sorry. Did I say week? I meant month. But yeah, it's know. still not worth $5 a week. Like, yeah. No. Sorry. <laughs> not down. Not down. But I did find out today one of my coworkers actually lives there. And the unit we toured, uh, which is actually not the unit we're renting, uh, is in the building directly across the little alleyway driveway from him. So I'm glad we did not rent that one not for any other reason other than my home is my sanctuary i don't want to have to see my coworkers outside yeah. of here on days that i don't want to <laughs> you know so we i can't actually find the building number we rented from on the map uh, <laughs> because the letters are so tiny like okay. they're like tiny and bold i'm yeah. like okay so it's somewhere in this general area which is the opposite side of the campus it's a huge complex dude there's like five thousand units <laughs> that's so many yeah i lived in one of those yeah in culver city it was like a water feature that it was like a brook that ran through the whole thing and i'm like 
there is a drought. <laughs> I think that you people will be okay if they shut off the brook for a little while. Yeah. Ours is, like, in the middle of wetland, so there's, like, walking trails and stuff throughout the, the facility. It's it's a big place. Yeah. It makes the f- in Longview look real small. Go ahead and blurt that one out there. <laughs> okay. It's not like you live there now. No. But <laughs> that place is ratch. I mean, I lived in what we somewhat affectionately call the Dirty 30, so. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But the only place I've ever actually witnessed a car being stolen, though, was at the Nice. Yeah. I walked out of my van, and there was this, like, guy sitting in the car next to mine. And then I, like, locked it and, like, went upstairs. And then, like, pretty soon, like, he, the car pulled away. And I remember the cops being down there, like, an hour later, taking this lady's statement. And I'm like, what happened? Come to find out. Sure as shit. The guy literally stole the car, and I watched him do it. Yeah. When I lived in the Dirty 30, someone stole my paycheck out of my car. Just your paycheck? Mm-hmm. That's fucked. Yeah. And it's not like I always would, because I, that was from the casino. And so, like, I worked nights there. <laughs> it's not like I left it on my seat. I, like, put it in my glove box so that you couldn't see it. <laughs> they just, that like, sucks. got in there to, I guess, see what I had. I just that stole my paycheck. sucks. Yeah. Fuckers. If you hear any, like, background noise on my end, something happened in the apartment downstairs, and there's been some sort of fan or something running for, this is, I think, day three now? I think it's day three, yeah. Yeah. Because we discussed it Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, it's not loud enough to show up, though. We'll see. <laughs> I tested early, I couldn't really hear anything, but I have shitty headphones. Yeah. I can't hear it, and I can usually hear, like, your neighbors talking outside, so... Yeah, I got very excited about this yesterday, and then we did not record. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. But, okay, so, SBU, right? Olivia's supposed to be getting some sort of, like, Lemon in the Force award. And she's like, I don't think I'm gonna go, I have to make a whole speech. And Finn's like, no, you gotta go. You have a whole month. And besides, you never know who will show up. And I'm like, I swear to God, if it's not... Elliot Stabler this time, I'm gonna slap someone's face. <laughs> because every time she, like, turns around and she recognizes someone, or, like, they're out, or, like, you know, like, reading the newspaper, and one of the other detectives is like, oh, do you know them? And she's like, yeah, we used to work together. And it's never Elliot. <laughs> Always so disappointed. <laughs> but then... I saw a commercial. <laughs> you did. I did see a commercial. You texted me about this commercial? <sighs> Hold on. Was it April 1st? Was that the day that you... Yes. Okay. So I thought, oh, I'm like, God. if they if they lie to me, <laughs> if there's some sort of, just kidding, I'm going to be so mad. So pissed. <laughs> but That'd be so fucked up. <laughs> it would be. But also, that's not what they're doing. Like, this is real. They were supposed to start filming last year, and it was supposed to air in January, but they had to delay because of COVID, so. Okay. This isn't, like, a brand new thing, like, oh my god, hey. Surprise! Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, this has been in the works. They just couldn't... It just got pushed back. (laughs) They just couldn't film. But... (sighs) Christopher Maloney... (laughs) (laughs) Is, it's basically just him 
in the commercial and he's like oh you know sometimes the time just goes by and then you realize that it's it's been too long to say anything now and i'm like never too long elliot never (laughs) you can always come back (sighs) so law and order organized crime is Aaron is starting April 1st, and that is apparently where Elliot went after he les- left SVU. His organized crime. But also, <laughs> I don't know how much you know, Nicole, how much you are into the intricacies of the relationships between the detectives on SVU. <laughs> um, not super detailed, but I did watch it a lot growing up, so yes, enlighten me. Well, so Finn is like, played by Ice-T. If you don't mm-hmm. know, if you, whoever is I listening. Know. Yeah, whoever is listening <laughs> who doesn't watch SVU, Ice-T plays Finn Tutuola. But he's like, oh, you still have a month. And besides, you never know who'll show up. And I'm, pr- so everyone's gone. They're the only two originals left. Is okay. Olivia and Finn. Craig stepped down forever ago. And now Olivia's the sergeant. And the captain, I mean, <laughs> she's the captain. Finn's the sergeant. Richard Belzer left a long time ago, but I'm pretty sure that he came back for an episode. Somewhere in my memory, I'm pretty sure he helped them out on one case. But Finn and Elliot never liked each other. So why would he know before Olivia that he's going to like come surprise her at the awards ceremony? Why? <laughs> that is a good question. Yeah. It's Hollywood. Um, like, it better be Stabler. <laughs> but also, why would he tell Finn? <laughs> yeah i don't know that's so weird maybe because he knows she doesn't want to go but how would he know that like he exactly. hasn't been around. they haven't spoken since he left apparently i mean i'm sure we'll get more background into what happened after he left but why would he talk to Finn? <laughs> it's so weird i don't know <laughs> and it's not like there's been any like organized crime storylines that they just haven't shown him in for svu recent like there's not really any reason to believe that there have been crossover in the cases. Yeah, it's weird. But I'm excited. I do have a confession. I am, um, I think Carisi is <laughs> is better than Stabler. Ooh. Nicole, you don't understand. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> if you had watched the Carisi seasons, he's still there. He just uh, is no longer a cop. He's the ADA. He switched over. He finished law school and he switched over, but he's still on the show. But he's just so good. <laughs> yeah. His name is Dominic Carisi, but he goes by Sonny. He's <laughs> just so good. And he and Rollins just need to end up together already. They hung out on New Year's and then everybody got called into a case. But like, they were gonna he fuck. hangs out with her and her kids and he brings pizza and they just need to end up together already. <laughs> there have been allusions to things happened in the past i don't know they were arguing about something and she's like yeah well sometimes i can't do an atlanta accent (laughs) she's like yeah well sometimes people annoy you even if you love them and i'm like do you love sunny (laughs) whoa that's a bomb dropper (sighs) i just love svu (laughs) (laughs) my sister was very excited when i texted her your message yes she was like, she just sent me like a bunch of cry faces. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you showed me. But yeah, I almost texted her, but I'm like, would that be weird? I'll just tell Nicole to text her. It's not weird. I think I have her number in my phone somewhere. But I was like, Ray needs to know about this. <laughs> yeah, she does need to know. 
uh, her and her significant other are looking at places together. Oh, I was wondering yeah. if they were still a thing. Yeah, they are. They are. That's good. So, yeah, exciting. Exciting times all around. New homes, new shows, all the things. Okay, my turn. Did I go first? Yes, are we ready, Should I Nicole? Go first, I am. Okay. Are you M? Sure. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we've talked about this before. Okay. <laughs> I think maybe. I don't think so. Have we talked about grilled cheese before? No. <laughs> okay. We're talking about grilled cheese. Okay. Okay. So, first of all, you're missing out if you haven't had one. And if you don't know what they are, it is a two pieces of butter bread toasted until golden brown with melted cheese in the middle. Ideally, you'd melt the cheese in the middle while it's it's browning in the pan. Also, some people don't use butter. They use mayo. There are variations. There are. We'll get into this. Uh, Romans had recipes for cheese melted on bread. Even back in the day, they knew carbs were the shit, uh, especially when they were fighting off other empires. <laughs> so cheese, bread, classic for ages. Uh, the American grilled cheese is actually a fairly recent invention stemming from the early 1900s. James L. Kraft, with a K, surprise, was pushed out of his partner's business and was left stranded in Chicago with $65 to his name. When was this? Uh, early 1900s. 65 isn't so bad. Yeah. No. Not terrible. But, I mean, when you're stranded in Chicago by yourself, what do you do? Apparently, if you're James Craft, you buy a mule and you purchase cheese at wholesale and you sell it to local stores. <laughs> so with his $65, he bought a mule, some wholesale cheese, and flipped that cheese right around and made some money off of it. Was that, was that legal? I don't know. Apparently. Because he didn't make the cheese. <laughs> Apparently. Get this, though. His customers started complaining that cheese goes bad. Well, duh. Dairy. Hello. And he soon realized that his customers had to use the cheese within about a day. So a whole wheel of cheese within a day uh, of cutting it open. Otherwise, it would go bad. Most of the stores he sold to did not have refrigerators because early 1900s. And so you had to use the shit or lose it. Like, And if you cut open a whole wheel of cheese, you obviously want to use it, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you've purchased it in wholesale form. So, in 1915, James Kraft invented a way to produce a blended pasteurized cheese that he called processed cheese. It could be transported across the country without spoiling. In 1916, he patented his invention and began selling Kraft cheese to stores across the nation. At this point, he sold packaged bulk cheese, so I'm assuming something like Velveeta-ish, and grated cheese. During World War I, the U.S. Army purchased 6 million pounds of Kraft cheese, and in World War II, Navy cooks prepared countless American cheese filling sandwiches. These sandwiches consisted of grated Kraft cheese and a binder, typically salad dressing, white sauce, or mustard, uh, in between two toasted pieces of bread. That actually sounds pretty good. I would definitely eat the white sauce version of a grilled cheese. What does white sauce mean? Like a bechamel or like Miracle Whip? <laughs> I would assume like bechamel like a cheese sauce that's what i'm envisioning uh depression era families found that processed cheese was cheap and filling and in the depression times Kraft sold eight million boxes of mac uh they marketed feed a family of four for 19 cents still fairly similar to the price that it is today you can get boxes of Kraft for pretty cheap i think like 40 cents or something like that where where all over i'm pretty sure you can get it from monco for like 50 cents right of what? Kraft mac and cheese? Like a box mac and cheese? Not here. No? I mean, I don't buy Kraft, but I'm pretty sure it's at least over a dollar. Okay. I'm pretty sure I've seen it recently, I think. <laughs> Although I, I have not physically been to a grocery store in months, so 
Don't quote me. At least not shopping for mac and cheese. Uh, School cafeterias purchased cans of tomato soup to go with their grilled cheese sandwiches to satisfy the vitamin C and protein requirements, which is how we got the grilled cheese and tomato soup combo we know and love today. Yum. Right? Classic. Classic. In 1934, Kraft Foods produced Kraft Singles, which made it even easier for home cooks to make grilled cheese sandwiches. So Kraft Singles, individually wrapped thin slices of cheese. Processed. Pasteurized cheese. That doesn't spoil. So, typical American grilled cheese. Generally, they're made with Kraft. However, you can get real fancy. So, I read recipes that call for provolone, Munster, Fontina, Pepperdue, Cheddar, Swiss, Jack, Pepper Jack. Basically, any cheese that melts. Yeah. Did you find the cost of this? I'm looking. Okay. <laughs> it's not on their website. Target, 99 cents. Safeway dollar. Okay. So, not terribly far off. Yeah. Still... Still very affordable. I do love myself a good blue box of Kraft mac and cheese. <laughs> Although I've really turned to Annie's white cheddar because I fucking love it. Annie's also makes vegan box macaroni, so. Oh. Size and condiments. This can get kind of controversial. So we'll start with... Can it? It can. I'll just come out and say I like my grilled cheeses with grape jelly. That okay. sometimes so, draws a face. So well, I don't... Okay. <laughs> I was thinking like dips. Oh, and... okay. Like soups and things. Okay. Not like things you add to the sandwich. Well, so like sides and condiments. So I included those both in the same same category. So I do have tomato soup. Duh. Classic. Salad. Eh. Like soup and salad. but Or sandwich and salad. But like probably not going to eat a salad if I'm eating a grilled cheese. It's also not grilled cheese specific. That's just a salad. <laughs> yeah. Marinara. Side. Dip. Basically soup. Yep, basically soup. Uh, reminds me a little bit of a mozzarella stick. Mm-hmm. Craft bread version. So jam, marmalade, and chutneys. This is where my mind was blown. So I was like 14 years old in the middle of South Dakota. My cousin's like, here, try this grape jam on your grilled cheese. And I was like, you're fucking crazy. Tried that shit and it was so good. <laughs> I sometimes crave it. <laughs> we do have like this mango chutney here. It's in like... Indian spice. We got it in the Indian section. And so like it's like a mango orange chutney. I bet that would probably be pretty good with a grilled cheese. I read that some people use ketchup and mustard. I, when I was a kid, I would. We used to go to this restaurant called Bee Gees that doesn't exist anymore. My brother knows. <laughs> but I used to get, they did like grilled cheese with the craft singles and I would dip it in ketchup. See, I love ketchup. Yes, as we all know. I just can't do it with a grilled cheese though. I always liked it because it was hot and cold. Ah. Because their ketchup was cold. See, that would be good. I also read that coleslaw could be used as a side. I would probably eat that as a side. Like, I would also probably just put that on the sandwich and, like, bite it. I mean, anything can be used as a side. Yeah. (laughs) Some of these aren't grilled cheese specific. They're just, here's a side. So dill pickle, go on or as a side. I would definitely eat a grilled cheese sandwich with pickled nickels. That totally You call them that? No, I've never called that in my life (laughs) until just now. (laughs) I don't even know why I said that. Um, <laughs> that <was so> weird. <laughs> and the fact that it rhymed, it yeah. just stop. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. Sriracha. That could probably go on or as a dip. And then, obviously, classic pesto. Everybody loves a good pesto. Talked about it. We did. Recently, if not last episode. I was going to say, I think it was last episode. So, combinations of things that go on. Okay, here is where it gets controversial. 
because it depends on if you are, you can add <laughs> things to a grilled cheese and it still becomes a grilled cheese, or if you believe that anything added to a grilled cheese makes it a melt and not a grilled cheese. So that's really funny that you say that because I too have a couple words in parentheses next to some of these combinations. In fact, this first one, pesto and chicken to a grilled cheese. I'm sorry, sir, that is a panini. Like, that is a sandwich. I think a panini depends on the press. If it is the press or not. But yeah. that does okay. definitely, I think, make it a melt. Yeah. I'm like, mm. So, like, I guess it could also depend on the ratios. Like, if you put one strip of bacon on a grilled cheese sandwich, does that make it a melt? Probably not. <laughs> That's a strip of bacon. On <laughs> if a you ask cheese. Reddit, it absolutely does. <laughs> you could not add anything to a grilled cheese. Thanks, Reddit. Glad you clarified that for us. <laughs> that is their official stance in the r slash grilled cheese subreddit. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense because... Anything added to a grilled cheese makes it no longer a grilled cheese. It is a melt. A melt. That makes sense. But for the sake of this episode, it's grilled cheese. Jalapenos? I would totally eat grilled cheese and jalapenos. See, this also, this one also, I wrote sandwich question mark. Uh, bacon and tomato? That's like basically a BLT minus the L and add the cheese. I mean, it just depends on what you think <laughs> uh i did see an interesting combo blue cheese and onion uh, and you use like munster to like mix with the blue cheese to make it melty and then another classic potato chips add those to your saying i i add those to my regular sandwiches all the time so i've never once done that oh so good no, i just can't touch the mayo or the sauces because they get soggy and make sure your lettuce is dry i don't want any of my foods touching <laughs> I'm going to eat it the way I made it. Thank you. No substitutions after the fact. <laughs> so, yeah. I like a grilled cheese. It's very homey, very comforty. Our school made the best cheese zombies. We oh, my about God. That, cheese zombie. We? I've been Did waiting talk about to that? talk about cheese zombie for so long. <laughs> <laughs> we have not talked about cheese zombie, but you said school lunches invented the, the, the soup thing. And I was like, oh, my God, cheese zombie. Yes. I, I just had this vision of cheese zombie in my head. And I'm like, oh. Jacob doesn't like cheese zombie. Our friend Jacob is a monster, is what I'm saying. Oh, God. Good. That just means more for us. Oh, my God. Okay, describe cheese zombie, because that's not anything. So, (laughs) cheese zombie is a form of grilled cheese. So, it was basically bread with cheese, craft singles layered on top of them, and then another, like, kind of fluffy layer of bread in, like, a giant baking pan. Less bread, more pizza dough on top and bottom, just stuffed with craft cheese and it's the best shit so good i always look forward to cheese zombie day i know it was the always. best and then obviously the, the soup with yes. it yes uh, little mm-hmm. little cup soup that you got with it always warm the soul that was one of the few days that i wouldn't bring lunch with me <laughs> good plan cheese zombie i know i just i'm like craving it now i just had dinner but i'm like oh god the comfort yeah it's so good it's got that nice fluffy bread so you can soak up all the soup. Yes. Uh, it's not all greasy because it's yeah. just baked. And it wasn't even like super dense bread either. It was like nice Mm-mm. and fluffy and airy. Yeah. <laughs> so good. What's your favorite grilled cheese? My favorite? Yeah. Your favorite way. If you're going to make a grilled cheese, like your dream grilled cheese. <laughs> My dream grilled cheese. I don't know about dream, but <laughs> those could be two different things. Favorite and dream. But Okay. My favorite is just the classic, like on some like sourdough with like 
cheddar, like sliced cheddar, and then some grape jelly. Specifically the little Smucker's packets they get at the restaurants. The best kind. Okay. The best kind. At least for sandwiches. Or for grilled cheeses. So. And then my dream grilled cheese. Ooh. I'm going to have to go with probably Swiss or some sort of jack and mushrooms with like a garlic spread, like a garlic butter. I think that'd be real good. <laughs> I don't like mushrooms. <laughs> What's yours? I mean, if you could find a meltable vegan cheese. I mean, they, I have meltable vegan cheese. Okay. Why. I don't know. We never, we didn't buy Kraft Singles. So I was just like made it with regular cheese. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> I was the only person. <laughs> I'm not going to call myself a stoner, but I hung out with the stoners in high school. And I was the only one who could cook, which means <laughs> that I made a lot of grilled cheese. Yes. <laughs> so you just take like your bread, any bread. Sourdough is best, but you just have a plain old white bread and you're good. You take that, you put the butter, and then you take your cheese of choice. But before you put it, in the pan. You gotta sprinkle a little garlic salt on that butter bread and make it a little garlicky bread sandwich. Genius. Yeah. So good. Alternately, also in combination with the garlic bread part, this one is controversial because it could be considered a melt, but you make a pizza grilled cheese. So <laughs> this is my favorite. You do the regular, the butter, the bread. I usually do sourdough for this one also. And then you sprinkle the garlic salt or whatever on the butter. And then on the inside, you put, so it depends on how you want to do it, but I usually, I haven't done it for a while. I mean, if you get it just right, you could like melt the cheese around the sauce. So it's like a packet in there. Ooh, like or a you sauce do the, pocket? Yeah. Or you just do the sauce like on the bread and then the cheese and then your pepperones and then maybe some basil in there. Go crazy. What do you like on your pizza? Put it in your sandwich. Dude. I know the next type of grilled cheese that I'm making. Yes, but you have to do double sauce, double bread, or double cheese, because it has to stick together. And if you have pepperoni and basil on top of your cheese, it's not going to stick to the other half of the bread. No. So you got to double that up. Yes, even better. So good. That sounds fucking delicious, to be totally honest with you. Yeah. I did not even write the pizza combination in my notes. Why Why did I not even find that as a combination? Like, um, I don't know, but it's the best. That sounds delish. Right? So yeah, I like a good, good grilled cheese. Oh, my favorite trash meal, though. <laughs> trash <laughs> meals? Yeah, you'll see. So, if you're feeling real depressed, and you just need to, like, use a food to get the other food into your mouth, you make a grilled cheese. Doesn't matter. It's just the vehicle for your canned chili. <laughs> and then yes. you use the grilled cheese, and you rip off pieces, and you use it as a spoon, and you get that chili in your face. <laughs> Dude, yes. That sounds fab. Yeah. I do that like once a year tops because no, you can't So can many do calories. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so much just. Sodium. Yeah. <laughs> calories. That's but so good. <laughs> It'll really get you where you need to go. That's a soul-curing meal right there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Em, what do you got? All right, Nicole, my first topic is chocolate chip cookies. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
I ate my last one. I didn't say it earlier because I knew you were going to ask me about it. <laughs> I was like, no, we, I have to wait. But I made cookies the other day and I ate the last one earlier when I was waiting for my leftover pasta to heat up. Emily posted pictures on Instagram and I was real jelly. They're so good. They look fucking delicious, yo. We'll talk about them at the end. So, okay. I talked about chocolate chip cookies a little bit in my baking episode from last summer and... Now we'll go into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I basically, like, we're told the whole story. I remember talking about it. I don't know if I cut it out of the episode because it was pretty long. But there are many things to say about chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> that there are. Uh, the chocolate chip cookie, as we know it in America today, was developed in 1938, which is pretty a recent invention for such a American classic. Mm-hmm. By American chefs Ruth Graves Wakefield and Sue Brides. Uh, this was during the time that Ruth owned the Toll House Inn in Whitman, Massachusetts. Might sound familiar. Toll House. <laughs> there was a myth about how the cookie started. The story goes Ruth accidentally developed the cookie and that she expected the chocolate chunks would melt, making a chocolate cookie. Which is stupid. <laughs> because... <laughs> She was not just some old woman who owned this inn or restaurant. I can't, I'm unsure whether it's an actual inn or if it's a restaurant. She is a trained chef. She right? knows like, how it works. Chocolate works. Yeah. <laughs> like, even if no one had put chocolate into a cookie before, she knows what's going to happen. This was her job. <laughs> She's right. not just some old woman who, by some accounts, accidentally knocked over a bag what the the chocolate chips didn't exist then she chopped up a bar and put it in the cookie dough deliberately <laughs> like she didn't accidentally do anything dump it over no yeah no and according to wakefield she has talked about it she stated that she deliberately invented the cookie and according to her we had been serving a thin butterscotch nut cookie with ice cream Everybody seemed to love it, but I was trying to give them something different. So I came up with the Toll House cookie. And everyone just calls it the Toll House cookie. <laughs> Cute. Okay. The recipe first appeared in the 1938 edition of their cookbook, Toll House Tried and True Recipes. Which was a pretty local... I mean, it's a Toll House Inn, and like it was famous, and people liked it. Nestle went there. <laughs> they know each other, that's kind of the whole thing i'll talk about that but like people enjoyed it who was it was it kellogg i don't remember but like there were some big names who knew about the toll house inn and went there and would like buy brownies for their kids and stuff during world war ii soldiers from massachusetts who were stationed overseas shared the cookies they received in care packages from back home which soldiers from other parts of the u.s Soon, hundreds of soldiers were riding home, asking their families to send them some Toll House cookies. Except they didn't know what that was because they didn't live in Massachusetts. I was going to say they weren't in the area. Right. And Wakefield was soon inundated with letters from around the world requesting her recipe. Damn. Mm -hmm. Thus began the nationwide craze for the chocolate chip cookie. So good. Thanks, lady. Yes. As I mentioned... The Nestle guy. <laughs> His last name is Nestle. Mr. But, Nestle. Yes. He was there and he had the cookie and he's like, damn, this is good. 
<laughs> I don't know what he said exactly, but probably something along those lines. And we all know how the cookie recipe is on the package for the Nestle chocolate morsels. I think legally, they're not allowed to be called chips. I know oh. that that's definitely a choice that they have made. I didn't read why. Interesting. But in exchange for letting them put her recipe on the bags, she got a lifetime supply of chocolate from Nestle and one dollar. And guess what? She never got the dollar. What? They never gave her the dollar. She didn't have a dollar on him, apparently. The one dollar. The one dollar that she was owed. She never got. Still? Well, she's dead now. Oh, okay. But even, like, when she died? Yeah, she never got the dollar. What the fuck? Yeah. Nestle, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It's a dollar. And, like, obviously, she had the lifetime supply of chocolate, but, like, that wasn't their fucking deal. Yeah. He said he'd pay her a damn dollar. Pay her the mm-hmm. fucking dollar. I mean, but dollar wasn't nothing in 1938. No. But still, you're it's Nestle. Still a dollar. Yeah. Dude. The recipe is not exactly as we know it today. It's not the exact one that is printed on the bags. But if you go to the Chocolate Chip Cookie Wikipedia page, it has it on there because the other woman, Sue Brides' daughter, shared the original recipe in 2017. Oh. Thanks, It's much more involved. It has, like, shortening and hot water and stuff. Oh, damn. Yeah. Do I even own shortening? I think I do. I think I own Crisco. Yeah, we definitely do, but I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know the last time I used it. No. (laughs) Dude, chocolate chip cookies. Yes. The other day, I was like, I want some cookies. And I had... I have several recipes saved on Pinterest. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do these ones. That was like a veganized version of the Double Tree cookie, which I have never had. They're real good. The closest I've ever been to a Double Tree is seeing the commercials. <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you where a Double Tree is. There are definitely some in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I stayed at one for a key club convention, and they literally went through so many damn cookies. We were, so I was lead, part of leadership when we were there a week early, or not a week early, we were there three days early, and all, there was like 50 of us kids, and we would always all go to the front desk and be like, can we have more cookies? Like, yes. <laughs> Thank you. That just seems like the weirdest thing to me. Do cookies? they offer you a plate? Because in the commercial, like, you check in, and then they, like, whoever's at the counter holds out a plate of full of chocolate chip cookies. No, they come in, like... There's a little warmer behind the... It's like a little... One of those microwave warmer type things. Mm-hmm. Like a convection warmer. And they're like singularly packaged. And they'll just like... Okay. In like the little paper <laughs> cookie packages. Okay. That's less weird. Because I'm yeah. like, they can't... They just have communal cookies that they yeah. just hand out. That's so weird. No. They'll like give them to you in the little okay. packages. Yeah. That's a lot less weird. Yeah. It's like the cookie sleeve. Like the paper cookie sleeve. So I don't know how those are. But the ones that I made were very good, and apparently we don't have sugar, but Kelsey just keeps buying powdered sugar. So we have, like, two or three boxes of powdered sugar up there. I'm like, just look in in the cabinet before you go to the store. Right? So I had to substitute regular sugar for powdered sugar, because that's what we had, and I didn't want to go to the store. It worked. It did. It shouldn't have, because... They're not the same thing. No, it's not. I mean, you can make powdered sugar at home, just blend it up. 
yeah. into a powder. Totally but fine. when you buy it at the store, it is not. There's, like, cornstarch in it. It's not the same thing. It's not the same. <laughs> no. But my cookies were great. They looked good. They looked very fluffy and, like, melty. The chips look melty in they the photo were, you posted. Those stayed melty. Those are yes. my imperfect foods, chocolate chips that I got. And, like, even the one last cookie. I made those. Did I make those? I didn't make those Thursday. Did I make those Thursday? That doesn't make sense. I would have to look at yeah, my Instagram. That was your day off. I know, but today's already Monday and they lasted this long. That doesn't sound right. Good job. It doesn't sound right. No? I think I made them Friday because I opened. It really doesn't matter. We don't need to double check the date on my <laughs> Instagram post. I'm just curious now. I'm talking. pretty sure I made them Friday because I opened. Two days ago. Which would be Saturday, except I don't know how they count the days. Mm-hmm. And it definitely wasn't Saturday because it was light out. So it's probably Friday. Yes, I'm pretty sure it was Friday. Anyway, even today, like, the chocolate melted on my hand a little bit. Yum. Like, they just kind of stay melty-ish. That's good. That's, like, what you want in a chocolate chip cookie. Except Mm -hmm. for if you're trying to, like, travel them somewhere. Then you don't want them melty. Well, no. But you would just bake them for longer. Yes. Dry them out a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Make them crunchy. Crunch. Which is not my preferred choice. I do not like a crunchy cookie. Gotta go with the soft. Particularly, especially with the chocolate chip cookies. Yes. A little glass of milk. No, thank you. So <laughs> I'm good. just gonna eat the cookie. So good. Have you had the cookies with both the vanilla chips and the chocolate chips? It's not a chocolate chip cookie, but it's like a chip cookie and it's good. I mean, is it just a chocolate chip cookie, but you also add vanilla chips? Yes. <laughs> no, I have not had that. So good. It's delish. It sounds fine. I'm not a huge vanilla person. Me either. But that's why you put it in with the chocolate. It just adds like a little extra different flavor. It turns the vanilla-y white chocolate flavor almost to like a marshmallow flavor. The chocolate. It's good. I would probably have to figure out how to make my own vanilla chips. I'm going to do that. Right. And that is too much work. <laughs> that would be a lot of work. Yeah. You'd have to basically make chocolate. Well, no. White chocolate. Because Yes, white chocolate isn't chocolate, it's just sugar and... Yes, flavoring. Yeah. I wouldn't need to, like, get cocoa beans. No. (laughs) Grind them up. (laughs) Yeah. Put them in the stove. No. That's... But still, a lot of work. Mm Mm-hmm. So you used pecans instead of walnuts, right? I did, because those are the nuts that I had in the cabinet. Yes. Good choice. I do like a pecan. They're fine. I don't like walnuts. I do. I do not. They have, like, that weird... I don't like the skin. Oh, with a little weird brown skin? Mm-hmm. We bought a bag of walnuts for Christmas and just threw, like, five of them away the other day because they were the only ones left. It's my turn. Yes. What is your next thing, Nicole? Okay. You're going to hate it, and I'm really sorry. What was your first thing? Grilled oh, cheese. grilled cheese. Okay, you said it's the opposite of grilled cheese. It is. It's my Amazon Halo Fitness Band. Oh, that's not the opposite of grilled cheese. I mean, it's... I would not say grilled cheese is particularly healthy, well, no, but <laughs> ice. Ice is the opposite of good. What's the opposite of cheese? I don't know. <laughs> Me either. Weird. That's, we got to ponder that. What's the opposite of cheese? If you know, tell us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let us know on Instagram. Also, grilled cheese isn't unhealthy. It depends on what you're eating for. Yes. I can make a grilled cheese fit into my daily calories just fine. Definitely. 
but it could also tank your daily calories if you're not expecting it and load it up with butter and shit. Mm-hmm. Amazon Halo. Okay. So for me, I am kind of unique. I like fitness, but I also Maybe like describe what that is. I will in a second. Okay. I also like to track different things. So I don't want a screen on my wrist. Like I just don't need that. Like I don't want my phone connected to my wrist. Um, which is actually why the reason I purchased the Amazon Halo. So the Amazon Halo is a fitness band. It tracks your activity, your sleep, your tone, and your body fat percentage. And we'll get into all of those in just a moment. But right now it is still technically in beta. So you have to apply for a code through Amazon. And then once they send you the code, you have like 60 days or 90 days to use it to purchase the band. Normally it's $99, but I got mine for $69.99 because I got the, the code. It's not open. I mean, it's open for general public, but you just have to apply for it eventually to become public once it's out of beta, but they're still kind of like working out the bugs. And then it's $3 a month after the first six months. So you get your first six months free and then it's $3 a month after that. So just basically like a subscription type thing. One of the things that the band gets you, the $3 a month, is programs. So they offer programs like... They offer yoga classes, they offer bar classes, they offer hit classes, they offer outdoor cardio classes, like all sorts of different things. It's basically like, it's very similar to the Apple Fitness Watch. What, is it the Apple Fit? Is that what they call it? Don't ask me. Whatever the Apple Fitness Band is. Uh, My coworker has it and he really likes it. I don't like it because mine doesn't have a screen. Or I like mine because it doesn't have a screen. But it's very comparable to Apple's product in that that sense. Um, However... Amazon has a contract with Orange Theory. So if you like Orange Theory Fitness, they have a bunch of classes on the Amazon Halo programs as well. The band tracks your activity. So you whether you walk, you run, you cycle, there are some activities that I have noticed that are classified as other, particularly ones that get your heart rate up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you catch my drift. Mm-hmm. Um, it will track that for you, which is great. Uh, you put in your weight, your age... Um, I'll get a couple different things about you and it will calculate better than the treadmill at the gym or something like that. So it is personalized for your body, which I really like. The next thing it tracks is your sleep, which is actually my favorite and most insightful part of the app. I find this part super fascinating. Let me pop onto my app real quick. So last night I, it scores you out of a hundred. Zero, obviously being terrible night's sleep. You didn't get a wink. Not good. And 100 being fabulous. You slept eight hours or more. You had the perfect REM percentage. This thing tracks all the way down to uh, what what type of sleep you're in. So whether you're awake, whether you're in REM, whether you're in light sleep, or whether you're in deep sleep. And it tracks it on a chart and like bounces it back and forth. Pretty cool. I don't know if you can see that. There we go. I can see part of a circle. (laughs) and That's basically it. Oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. It looks like a little graph. It's pretty neat. So it tracks your time in bed. Last night, I was in bed for seven hours and seven minutes. I was asleep for six hours and three minutes. I was in REM sleep for one hour and 54 minutes, which is slightly higher than the average of, like, a good night of sleep. You'll be getting 20 to 25% of REM. So I was slightly above average, and that's partially because I didn't sleep well the night before. I spent three hours and 21 minutes, which is about half of my sleep time in light sleep. And I spent about 48 minutes or 13% of my sleep time in deep sleep, which is, I think that's 
for me, it's just all kind of fascinating that like it's able to track all that. Uh, it tracks your time to fall asleep. So last night it took me 14 minutes to fall asleep. I was awake for 40 minutes cumulatively from the time I laid down to the time I woke up. I had two disturbances last night. Um, and a, a disturbance classifies if you're awake for five minutes or more. Uh, it gave me a sleep efficiency score or not score percentage of 84%. And then it tracks your sleep temperature. So that is based on your own personal baseline. So you wear it for three or four nights and it kind of like gets your baseline and then it tells you how you fluctuate from that, which is pretty cool. Last week, my average temperature was plus 0.7 degrees. So I slept 0.7 degrees warmer than I normally do. It just tells you all sorts of like crazy cool, insightful things. I have noticed that if I don't get enough sleep, I crash right around two o'clock. And then for the tone, the tone aspect of it is super cool. So yesterday I woke up and went, took a shower, had breakfast, um, went bridesmaid shopping with one of my best friends bridesmaid dress shopping with one of my best friends and a couple of the other bridesmaids and throughout the day we talked about some like kind of hot hot button topics so we talked about the riots that have been happening in portland even up through the weekend we talked about the different coronavirus restrictions so just very very hot button topics um and one of the people that we were with her and i like to discuss things and like a deep level. Um, so it was really interesting to see how the Amazon Halo tracked that. At one point, it told me I sounded annoyed. <laughs> so there's like four categories on the tone. So there is like happy, like super bright and excited, which is yellow. There is like green, which is like happy friendly. There's the purple face, which is like neutral face. And then there's the red face, which is like that are angry. And the more you wear it, the more it like is in tune to like what you're talking and like what you're saying sounds like so like yesterday at like two in the afternoon uh we i had one phrase that sounded dismissive annoyed or irritated <laughs> so like the notable moment it tracks notable moments throughout the day so you can say phrases or have a certain tone and it'll it'll pick up on that um and it's usually only like these notable moments are usually only for like like one was 1.9 seconds and then i had th- another one that was like 8.6 so like usually less than less than 10 seconds it's just really cool i like it <laughs> I don't care that people are listening or that the thing is listening. That part doesn't freak me out. Last evening, apparently I sounded confused or astonished. (laughs) There was another one where I sounded amused. There's another one friendly, happy, or amused. So it's kind of cool. You can also track live conversations. So if you want to like, for me, like if I go into a conversation with my boss, I could turn it on and or like record the conversation and it'll pick up only my voice during that and analyze how... I talked during that conversation, whether I sounded upset or angry or happy or sad. The fourth big category that the Halo tracks is the body fat percentage. I have not set this up yet, partially because... Is it body fat percentage or is it BMI? No, body fat percentage. Okay. I think BMI is kind of a bullshit. That's what I was just going to say, because that's what you said when you were telling me about this the first time. No, it's body fat percentage. really mean anything, so... Body fat percentage. Uh, And it calculates that by taking photos um, of your body. It does not save them. It immediately deletes them um, once it's calculated. So it tracks your what your body looks like, compares it to your your activity levels and all your things. And then it will also... There's something about the bracelet itself that helps analyze that. But it's supposed to be twice as accurate as the um, air displacement bod pod and dual energy x-ray uh, dxa dexa scans so that's kind of cool 
it also tracks your heart rate, which I find super, super helpful for me, uh, simply because sometimes I'll just break out into a set and be like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> Is it hormones? Am I, do I have the coronavirus? Like, what's going on? Uh, and I'll look at my heart rate, and sometimes it's just my fucking anxiety. So <laughs> uh, being able to just kind of kind of monitor my body unbiased is is kind of nice like looking at my results and then thinking about the way I've been treating my body or the things that I've been eating or the amount of sleep I've been getting or things like that is for me just super insightful it helps me be a better me not only for myself but other people so it was kind of a cool tool I stumbled across and I've been wanting to get a fitness band for a long time I just didn't find one that had features that I liked Uh, and this one I use three out of the four on a regular basis so pretty happy with it also this is not a paid ad uh just obviously so you know um but i really do really like it and if you're looking for something that's pretty low-key the band you can pop it off you can wash it you can buy new bands to replace it with it's basically just this little metal sensor (laughs) uh, with two holes drilled into it that little plastic plugs on the band fit into the halo piece itself is about the size of a 50 cent piece super tiny if you're looking for fitness bands it's it's a good option i would definitely recommend it And on my side, just some safety things. If you're going to go to a protest, leave all of that kind of stuff behind. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Turn off your phone if it doesn't need to be on. Turn off your any biometric anything. Only use passwords because biometrics are not protected data. They are not. That's why sometimes your insurance will trick you and be like, oh, hey, we're offering this free scan of your body and then they'll like turn around and like be like oh by the way you don't qualify for this because you do this this and this it's like hey fuck off (laughs) i didn't tell you that how'd you find that out i don't even know what you're talking about okay so at my old work our insurance would sometimes like host these like physical clinic type things and if you did this physical clinic you'd get a discount on your insurance because it showed that you were like active in your health but by doing that you have to like they would take like your BMI, they would do all like all these different things. And like, if you answered yes to like specific questions, like, are you a smoker? Or are you another one was, or have you ever like, used drugs or whatever, like in the past, like not actively, but in the past, they can like disqualify you for a bunch of things. And I'd always found that super shy. Exactly. Because you volunteered to do that, because it was a benefit. And now they're trying it and using it against you. Pretty fucked. Mm -hmm. But yes, be careful about that stuff. uh, As I've said, Particularly if you're going to protest. Take it all off. All of it. Don't wear anything. (laughs) But yeah, that's all. What you got? All right. My second topic is baby animals. (laughs) I've been watching a lot of the zoo shows come on in the morning before work. So I put that on before I go to work. (laughs) There are lots of tiny babies. (laughs) My favorite babies are baby goats. I don't have that on my list. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Their little tongues and their little baby teeth are just like... (laughs) Goats did not make it onto my list of baby animals. (laughs) They're little kids, literally. Yeah. Basically, we like baby animals because we're biologically programmed to like human babies. (laughs) And they share a lot of similarities, such as big eyes and chubby bodies. Little chubby bods. Oh my god, little chunky baby puppies. (laughs) With little big bellies. Yeah. Cute things flood our brains with feel-good chemicals. If you're having a bad day, just do a quick search for a baby llama and you'll feel better. Have you seen a llama? They got eyelashes? 
I have not seen so a baby cool. llama, but I do know that llamas have eyelashes. Oh, you're so cute. Uh, many people will look at that llama and think it's so adorable, they could smush it up and eat it. It's so cute. Which is completely normal. It's called cuteness aggression. I did know that's a thing. Yes. Basically, you see something cute, and it's too cute, and your brain can't handle the cute, and it has to overcompensate by making you violent. <laughs> so <laughs> wild. You, because you can't trust cute. That's so wild. Can't you gotta protect yourself out in the wild. If you see a bear cub, you can't get wrapped up in how cute it is because mama's somewhere around. Right. <laughs> baby animals are just the best. They are. Uh, you see a little tiny baby chameleon? You put it on the tip of your finger, it's perfect. It's so tiny. It's a little tiny baby chameleon. Elephants? Baby elephants are dramatic. They flop around in the mud if they don't get what they want. Oh my god. <laughs> elephants baby elephants are the best and also they're very heavy don't let the their size fool you <laughs> they're a fucking elephant okay <laughs> it's still an elephant but have you seen a baby hippo yes they're like slimy puppies it's incredible yes! they're ugly and so cute <laughs> yeah the little, little mouth <laughs> <laughs> they're weird <laughs> Slimy looking and smooth. Speaking of weird little things, the sound I just made that reminded me of a penguin, and little penguins are cute because they're so funny. Okay, well, you're not letting me go down my list. Okay, but like penguins. (laughs) But I guess we'll go to penguin. Penguins are the best. They are. Penguins can be gay. They can. Support gay penguins. (laughs) Support all the penguins. I had something I was going to say about penguins no i didn't that's a different animal i'm not there yet okay <laughs> don't don't cut me off little baby penguins though they're fluffy and you can't tell if they're a boy or a girl until they start getting other feathers because i don't i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> you just can't they're so cute i got oh i was watching penguin. the zoo show and they had two baby penguins and one of them, the girl, likes to swim around, and the boy didn't want to jump in the water. <laughs> they're all sitting in the water, they're like, come on! And he's like, meh! Aww. From the side, he didn't want to get in the water. Poor guy. Oh, so cute! Kittens. Yes! <laughs> oh my god. A baby kitten, a baby kitten, you can hold it up, and it just purrs. And it's, <laughs> it's so little soft nose. and tiny. My favorite thing is to, like, put it up in my... Okay, so my cat was a whore, and she... You know this. Uh, she <laughs> had lots of litters of kittens, uh, so many that we could not get her fixed. And eventually we did. Kept her inside long enough, she did not have any more kittens. And then we got her fixed. But my favorite thing to do was put them, like, up in my neck and just, like, curl them, like, underneath my little hair. And it would mm-hmm. just, like, sleep there. That's how I kept Lily. My dad was like, oh, she cuddles. He's like, I've never seen a cat that cuddles. And then we kept her. And then I got all the other ones to do it because. <laughs> they <laughs> trying like to, to trick like, him into keeping them too. <laughs> they like to cuddle. But my dad's like, I only thought it was Lily that did that. No, you no. just don't know what to do with a cat. Yes. Oh my God. Kittens though. Kittens and their little tiny baby claws. Yes. My favorite thing is when they try and walk. Like for the first time, they're like shaky. Or any baby animal, but like particularly baby cats. We always fixed our cats, so I never had any like fresh born kittens. So cute. Oh my god, a kitten with no tail? Are you kidding? (laughs) 
Are you kidding me? A little, little bobby tail. Yeah. Kids. So cute. So good. Have you ever seen a baby anteater? What? No. More like heartbreaker. Oh, no. I wrote jokes for these. A little bit. Okay. So I tried to go down my list and then he's like, penguins. But it's a little anteater. You can just like wrap itself around your arm and it's got a long nose and it's tiny. It's like Aww. a little, it's anteater but small. So cute. <laughs> I've never even seen an anteater in person, I don't think. Maybe at the zoo. I've seen one at the zoo for sure, but I've not seen a baby anteater. Oh, they're little. They're like hand size. A little bit bigger, but still. Little tiny guys. You could hold them. You ever seen a baby panda? No. Uh, yes. In, vi- in a video, not in real life. Yeah, not in real life. But like, they're they amazing look- and they're so dumb. <laughs> they look like little, I mean, they're little pandas. Like. Yeah, it's a little panda. Have you seen the video of the mama panda and the baby panda and the baby panda sneezes and yes. scares us? <laughs> yes, that's my all-time favorite because video. Because pandas are so dumb. Okay, so we all know that, <laughs> that pandas are endangered. Yes. Because for some reason, they'll only breed in captivity, which might not actually be true <laughs> because they're just so dumb. <laughs> Okay, so panda babies, when they come out, they don't, like, cook in there for as long as other animals, so they're not big like other animals when they come out. They're very little, and they're not furry. And then the mama panda's like, ew, a bug, and steps on it. That's, that's why we don't have any more pandas. Because the Jesus. moms don't know that that's what that is. And they're like, gross. They're so cute. They are cute, but very dumb, sounds like. Yes. Oh, they're so good. A little tiny octopus. I've held a baby octopus in Santa Cruz. And it felt very weird. But have you seen a tiny octopus? They're so small. Depending on the age and the kind of octopus, yes. But they're little and weird. Very little and weird. Did it suction cup itself to you? It crawled across my hand. Weird. Yeah, it felt so weird. I bet. Did it make any, like, popping noises? Like, no, it's not a cartoon octopus. No, the suction cup's diggling. <laughs> I know, it's not a cartoon octopus. <laughs> suction cups make real sounds. Not when they're that little. Okay. And it's not suction to, like, glass. Okay. <laughs> it's just on my hand. A baby walrus is like a little tiny sea sharpe. They're so wrinkly, and they have a big old Lorax mustache. Wait, hold on. What did you say? Which part? A baby horse? Walrus. Walrus, okay. <laughs> I was like, a baby horse? No. They have mustaches? Walrus. It's like a little wrinkly Sharpe, but it hurt the ocean. With a big old Lorax mustache. Fuzz. <laughs> what? The mustache fuzz. Oh, no, no, no. They're like, like full-on full walrus on mustache. whiskers already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not fuzzy. My next one is horse. Why they got such big heads? You're a baby. This probably isn't on your list, so I'm going to talk about it. Do you have a donkey on your list? No. Okay. So I was in South Dakota once. The horse reminded me of this. I was in mm-hmm. South Dakota. We went to this, like, it was called Old McDonald's Farm. And it was just, like, this petting zoo type thing. They had, like, little baby pig races. And they had this mama donkey. She was, like, huge, right? So, like, we walked past her and we're like, oh, wow, she's, like, really big. And, like, we could see, like, the baby donkey, like, moving around on the inside. And we're like, oh, cool. So, like, we go to watch the pig races. And then we, like, take another, like, 
trip back to go see the donkey and the bitch is given birth like she's full-on got this donkey half out of her backside and so we got to watch the little baby donkey be born and it had a little little mohawk right in the top of its head it was so cute nice. so cute my next one was penguin oh i saw but foals are the best oh. a little baby horse i like a full-size horse but if you're a little baby i love their legs better. i love yeah. their legs they're just like so bony and wobbly looking mm-hmm. yeah have you ever seen a tiny baby turtle? So small. Oh my god, so small. So small. This is what gave me the idea. Because <laughs> they were counting baby turtles at the zoo on the show. And it's just little. So small. And also, they just see turtles, they just find their way to the ocean. That's a good turtle. It is a good turtle. It's <laughs> a good they baby. Just... No! Yes. They're like water this way. <laughs> It's so good. I so mean, smart. I don't know what their hearing is like, but it seems like that should be a dead giveaway. <laughs> but also, <laughs> how do they know? Also, good job, Baby Turtle. This one's had a rough year, I'm not going to lie. But Baby Bats. Oh. I love bats. Bats are my number one animal. But Baby Bats. Have you ever seen a bat eat a grape? They're like yes! Sky- they're like sky puppies. They're like, they hold their little grape bats eating grape videos. <laughs> the bats. Highly recommend if you have not seen them. Oh, they're so good. Am I, okay, my number one top baby animal is a piglet. A little anchor. Oh, it's so, I love a pig. Oh, pigs. Pigs are so smart. They're the opposite of pandas. <laughs> they're smart and they're actually pretty clean, minus their shit stinking. Well, they can't help that. Well, I know, but that's, that's what I'm just saying. what like, you feed them. <laughs> but they won't eat where, yeah, <laughs> everything has to be separate. But they're, <laughs> you ever seen a baby pig? <laughs> yes. They're so tiny. You can like hold like them a full like a size small pig, child. Just fine. They sing to their babies and you can teach them to play video games. They're as smart as a three-year-old. It, but a baby pig? Beautiful. <laughs> so cute. I always just love their little, their little like baby pig hairs they look different than when they're older mm-hmm they're and so- a little flat wet pig nose sorry if that sounded weird i just covered my face flat with my nose. hand oh flat pig nose a flat pig nose feels it's so different from like other animal noses right it's it's like leathery but like also soft and wet yeah and also the flatness is so weird it is it's like compared to like a cat or a dog yeah Oh, but a baby pig. They're so cute. One of my favorite, I think my top, I love baby pigs, Mm -hmm. Uh, but my top favorite is probably like a baby bird, like Mm -mm -mm. a little duck Mm -mm. or like a little goose (laughs) or they're just so fluffy or like a little chick for like a chicken. So fluffy. I don't do birds, but there is a park that I drive by uh, to and from work. And this is where all the geese and the ducks and stuff hang out. And there was like, oh, just like probably at least 60 baby ducks out there one day. Oh. I'm like, oh my God, look at all those babies. So tiny. Oh, there were so many. I also, don't... let's go back to penguins because I do remember what I was going to say about penguins. Okay. I like baby penguins because they're flightless birds. That's like the only bird I'm cool with. <laughs> but also, penguins don't have large terrestrial predators <laughs> right like the things that eat penguins come from the sea i mean so when human 
You mean polar bears? Do they come from the sea? Well, no. I don't know how many polar bears are at the South Pole. Oh, that's right. (laughs) But there are definitely penguins up in the North Pole, right? Um, I mean... Maybe I'm thinking seals. And Arctic puffins? Yes. Okay, disregard. (laughs) Penguins are mostly a South Pole animal. But at least South Pole penguins don't have large terrestrial predators. So, So when humans show up, they're just like, what up, giant penguin? Let's hang out. You got fish? Let's be friends. And they just like chill and hang out with the humans because they're like, you're a big penguin. Oh my God. That is so cute. Yeah. I want. Oh. I need a penguin in my life. I think it's New Zealand. There's a, uh, a gay penguin couple who has hatched at least one, if not two eggs. Oh. Uh... And I, be- I believe it's New Zealand. When I was in Australia, I got to They feed... try to hatch rocks. I and do so know that. If someone, well, the this couple specifically, okay, <laughs> like at the zoo, we'll try to like hatch rocks, and oh. then they, because the males are the ones who sit on the eggs, but they can't do it. So if if it, any eggs get abandoned, the keepers will like switch it out when they're not looking. <laughs> That's adorable. I know, right? Oh, it's so good. That is adorable. Oh, penguins. When I was in Australia, I got to hold a little penguin. It's oh. so cute. It was like, I think it was like a foot and a half tall. It was like this tiny ass penguin, but it was so cute. It fed it little fishes. And mm-hmm. yes, so cute. they do not smell good, but they're nope. so cute and they're... they like people. <laughs> Dude, if I could just chill with a penguin for a day, that'd be like the life. My dream trip is like a cruise to the Antarctic. That'd be sweet as go, go see a penguin. A oh, real life penguins. Penguin. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Tiny little babies. I love all the little baby things. They've been showing all of the, like, baby animal episodes. And also, I saw all those tiny baby ducks out in the field. <laughs> I was like, little babies. There's so many. Little babies. I saw on Facebook recently someone got baby chicks. And I was like, oh, I remember those days. <laughs> little chicks. One of my customers is getting a puppy soon, hopefully. Oh, what kind? I don't. I asked her, and then there was something happening on her account that I was trying to figure out, and then I did not hear what she said. I did not process. I think she said that it's a little dash hound, but but it could very much not be. She could show up with a A very different dog one day. I have no idea what she said. (laughs) (laughs) But she said when she gets them, she'll bring them in and I can hold them. Yes. Little puppy breath and puppy kisses and little baby <laughs> snugs. You will notice that puppies did not make my list either. What? You will notice that puppies did not make my list either. No. I just love their little fat tummies and their little closed eyes and like yeah. their little paws. I just love. I love all the babies. Mm-hmm. They're just not on my your favorite list. I'm a, a much definitely a cat person. <laughs> I did know this. Yes. I will take a kitten over a puppy any day. Oh, Daisy. We had a cat named Daisy. And when she was, we got her, like, as soon as they were able to go to other homes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she was, she turned into, like, the longest cat. She was just, like, a long, skinny cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, she didn't get, like, proportionately big. She's kind of like a weasel of a cat. <laughs> but when she was a tiny baby kitten 
she would just like if she wanted your attention or to be held or whatever, she would just like climb up your pant leg. Oh, <laughs> like you can only do that for so long because pretty soon <laughs> you're gonna be too heavy. You're gonna grab skin. <laughs> you're gonna rip my pants, yo, <laughs> you can, you and can, my leg, and my leg. <laughs> you cannot just keep doing that. No. <laughs> what a sweet baby, so cute. Did she stop? Obviously. Yeah, I'm also convinced that she was a person at one point. That's. <laughs> I do believe that about cats. Of, of all of the cats that I have had, Daisy is the one who I'm certain could speak English. <laughs> Hilarious. I love the babes. It is late. It is 12.02. It is late. Yeah, I do not. I worked a double today and I do not feel tired. I know. I was just thinking like, shit, I have to go to work in the morning. Oh, I'm going to chug this drink and make myself real tired. <laughs> I know. I don't work until two. So that's nice. That is nice. That's why I agreed to record so late. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for being flexible. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Should we wrap? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you like the show, tell your friends and your bus driver. (laughs) I don't know who to tell. Definitely your bus driver because they can listen to us while they drive all the hours. Yes, absolutely. You can go ahead and rate and review us on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Yes Dude Podcast on both. Let us know what your favorite baby animal is. Ooh. Let us know what side of the grilled cheese debate you're on. Is Ooh. it a grilled cheese or is it a melt? And what is the divide for you? That's a good one. Food for thought this week. And also tell me about how much you love piglets. <laughs> Little pigs. Oh, babies. <laughs> Not human ones. Not just animal babies. <laughs> do you have anything else? I do not. Okay. Well, we will talk to you next time. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. <laughs>